All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals on our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and future titan today, I'm super excited, Shane Torres. Shane, thanks so much for taking the time. It's an honor. No, thanks for having me on. It, that, that, this is an honor. I've been looking forward to it all week. Yeah, I'm super excited. And so uh, Iowa, huh? Is, that's yeah. where you're at right now. So yeah. th- that's awesome. And I love it because, again, this technology allows so many people and so many professionals just to get together and, and absorb some, some of the genius that, that's going to be coming from here from you, Shane. So I just can't wait to jump in. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. So let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Oh man. Okay. So a little bit about myself. Um, well, I, um, married three kids, uh, live in Polk city, Iowa suburb outside of Des Moines, which is the capital. Uh, been in real estate 10 years now and it's been fun. Wow. Okay. So going into it and bringing all that up, Shane, I think it's, uh, you've accomplished so many amazing things in your career and all the way through and through. So I want to pull a little bit of that out of you. Uh, when it comes down to it. So from the very beginning, mm-hmm. why real estate? What got you into it? What was oh, it? Oh, wow. Where today? Uh, market crash in 2009 got me into it. Uh, I was a home builder and uh, got a little overzealous and the market hit and or the crash hit and I had no choice but to uh, actually, st- you know what? I say at the time I felt I had no choice. Okay. Um, but so I shut down the home building company and after a few months of what I would call depression, uh, I had nothing else to do. So I, I had actually started my real estate license class and I had one final test to take. So I borrowed some money from my father-in-law cause I didn't have any. Sure. And, uh, took the final test and, you know, got started with it. Um, yeah. You know, I'd applied for like over 200 and some jobs, got turned down numerous times. I was going through bankruptcy and foreclosure. And um, I just had, like I said, I I had time and had nothing else to do. So, (laughs) and what better thing than to to jump into real estate? Right. Obviously, you haven't looked back since, Shane. So, through your career and progression today, what was that like? Uh, You know, at first, like anybody, it was, it was tough. I was still working construction part-time Okay. Um, through, for that first year. You know, my first year I did about 13,000 in GCI, I think. Okay. Um, but then uh, what started to happen was, you know, I showed a few properties here and there and, you know, I was showing some REOs. So I reached out to the prior owner at that time and asked how, you know, I, I was like, I think I can do this. How do you get into this? So, he gave me, sent me this list and said, here, just get on all these lists. And I did. But what I realized is right, right away is you have to know somebody to get into REO. Hmm. But awesome. what it also did was got me set up for like BPOs, you know, back then I'm like, well, what's a BPO? <laughs> so I started getting these requests. And then, uh, so th- uh, the very, very first one I ever did, uh, the company called and said, you know, we got this BPO over and, you know, a neighboring town, you, you go over there, it was like an hour and a half away in the middle of a sleet storm, wow. but I knew to get in, I had to do it. So I did. Um, and after a while I started getting more and more from different companies. And then one company in particular called and said, Hey, we just got the 
account for Freddie Mac for the state of Iowa, how many can you handle? Hmm. And I said, as many as you can send. So long story short, that first uh, full year, I did a thousand BPOs wow. uh, on top of doing about 50 in GCI. So altogether, I did a hundred thousand that year for between BPOs and GCI. And that helped get me back to where I was going or where I needed to be in, uh, uh, being able to start paying bills again, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, around that same time, uh, there was a class they brought to the Des Moines area, the national association of realtors called, uh, SFR, which is okay. short sale and foreclosure resource. Hmm. So I went and took it. And as I'm sitting here and there's the national coach speaker, Leroy Hauser, and, uh, he's like, starts to explain how the banks are going to start telling you how much they will take and pre-approved or you know pre-approved short sales and as i'm sitting there i'm like this is genius hmm. I, I should focus on this so i did and i you know i did some more training after a while i built some systems and uh before you knew it i was starting they were just they started coming in and i i was processing anywhere from 50 to 60 at a time by myself wow. and uh one point controlled about 25 percent of the short sale market in the local area. So that was the, basically the base of what this is all built on is, was those short sales. So. Okay. Okay. And then obviously it's a lot of change and things and, yeah. and adapting to what right. was going on in the market. So yep. from that point, obviously to now uh, managing broker and, you know, tell everybody a little bit about that transition. Of that. Yep. Yeah. So at the same time, as I started to get a little bit more money, I would start to market, um, in, in my local community, do some mailers here and there. I got heavily involved in the local chamber. Okay. Uh, I was on the board as president for a few years. My kids got older, so I was being seen more. Um, mm -hmm. I was sponsoring their, their sports teams. And then it was just a natural progression. So that I, it took about 18 months. But after that, you know, we were involved in over 90% of traditional transactions, whether one side or the other, okay. for, for quite a while. Um, and then as I continue to grow business wise, I realized that I only have so much time uh -huh. in a day. So then I started looking at how do I leverage my time assistance, uh, systems, things like that, which is then when I got into opening my first office in that, uh, first 2012 and it started out as a team office, okay. but then, uh, after a while I determined that I wanted to help other people. So then I turned it into a full office. And then from there it's progressed on to where we are now. Hmm. And eventually myself and my three partners buying out the, the prior owner. Um, uh, it was November 1st, wow. 2016. Hmm. And, and, and 2016, again, there's some time frame into that. And yeah. you guys have had some, some amazing records and things along those lines, yep. uh, you know, with what you do as far as volume and production, things like that. So there's a lot of, lot of information and thought process into it, uh, Shane. So I, when it comes down to, um, you know, your next step or, or evolution into it, because you've been in the business, you have a great track record, a beautiful reputation, talking about, um, you know, the consulting, national speaking, and then obviously bringing up um, you know, road to 20 million. So I, I'd like to share that a little bit with the audience too. Yeah. So like I said, around two, 
I don't know exactly when in 2012, but um, after a while, I got to the point with the real estate and the real estate team. Where I was like, well, you know, I, I feel like I need to do something more. What's next? So um, I decided if I, you know, not one person can handle everything. So why not teach everyone around me to be the best uh, within our company? I mean, so sure. that's when I looked into becoming a broker and, you know, uh, turn it into a full office. So while this is happening and all these things, as we continue to grow, we go from 20 million to 30 million to 40 million as a team, you know, I started to get approached by people outside the market saying, you know, how'd you do it? Would you coach us? Would you, you know, um, mentor me? And for the longest time I said no. Hmm. And so then after traveling to different places and going to different conferences and meeting different people, I started to think, why not? Sure. So, and that's where that probably, that was like probably three years ago. Wow. And then um, I had the bright idea that, well, if people were going to hire me to do these things, they, I need the credibility. So I, I'm like, I need to write a book. They need to know that I'm legit. Well, And said. so I tried to write it myself. That was a horrible idea <laughs> because- <laughs> Yeah, I started like I started to type this stuff out myself and I was just rambling and and I had to st I started over like three times okay. before I actually had my uh consultants help me get to where it's at. Okay. And finally get it published. So, yeah, I started over three times. Um I am not great at uh at grammar and in spelling and my my staff always uh gets on me because I randomly capitalize things that don't need capitalize. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> hey, so, Shane, you get it done. That's the important thing. Well, that's why I just told someone that just last week, you know, they're like your email that you sent out at three 30 this morning has some, had some, uh, typos and grammar errors. And I said, honestly, at three o'clock in the morning, I just want to get the message out. That's <laughs> right. all. That's all I care about. Uh, so well I got my said. point across. Well said. So, okay. So we'll go into, go into the book real quick. So yeah. what is the name of the book? Where can everybody get it? That sort of thing. Yep. So the book is Road to 20 million. Um, and it's on Amazon, all platforms, audio, uh, paper and, and, um, paper, uh, the digital love it. Kindle version. I mean, sorry. Okay. Um, so the concept of the book is uh, very much like the course too is like, again, how did I get to that first 20 million in production okay. in those uh, first three years? Uh -huh. So the first half of the book is a how-to to avoid the mistakes that I made. So mm -hmm. it basically starts the day that I shut down my home building company and all the stuff that I went through, the personal challenges, the, the chapter seven, the lawsuits, all of that. Hmm. And then the second part is the, how I did it. Love it. You know, and then which I then turned into a seven step course. Okay. Called okay. the roadmap. And that, so that is, uh, you know, kind of dovetailing into uh, road to 20 million.com. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I mean, so everybody can kind of consume that information and, you know, learn more, obviously sign up for the course. Um, now, is it a, is it like a one-on-one -on -one mentorship sort of, sort of scenario? There are well, different levels. So the, the, the roadmap can just be downloaded okay. and they can just follow, you know, the steps as they want. There are different levels um, as far as just, you know, there's group options. Mm -hmm. There is one-on-one -on -one options. I do limit that to five people just because of the time that it would take. Understood. Um, so, 
but yeah, there's different levels, but if someone just wanted to download the roadmap and that's it and kind of do it at their own pace and reach out after the fact, they can do that. Okay. Love it. So obviously, um, you know, road to 20 million.com and then the Facebook page as well and the Instagram account. Um, so everybody can kind of connect with you that way and find more information on that. On the, on that stuff. Yep. Yeah. So this is really, really great information and we're just getting warmed up everybody. So, uh, Shane, I want to switch gears real quick on this one, just to dive in a little bit deeper to you as a person. And this is actually one of my favorite questions. It's the, what's your, why, I mean, what Mm -hmm. motivates you, what drives you, gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at. Yep. So I'm, this is probably a common answer for most, but my family Love it. Um, is, is the, the first, the first one. Uh-huh. Um, when I was a home builder, my priorities were way jacked up. You know, okay. my philosophy was all about the money. You know, I was never around. I was always gone. I, you know, I, it, one pivotal moment in this journey was uh, probably a month or so after uh, I shut down my home building company, I was at the park with my kids and my daughter was five and my son was three. And I, I had the realization that I had never taken them to the park before. Wow. Which is messed up. Yeah. So Bummer. what all this did as far as, you know, I don't, am, am I proud of what happened? No, but I'm not ashamed by it either because it led sure. me to where I am now and I've grown from it, well, but it helped me get my priorities in line. So my family is first and foremost Mm -hmm. um, in all areas. So that's that. And then the next thing is just helping people. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've learned a lot of lessons in the last 10 years or even beyond that, but just really in the 10 years since I lost my home building company. Right. So my, if I could sum up into what uh, gets me up now and my why Mm -hmm. is I have what I would call a mission to help everybody obtain that pivotal life balance. And Mm -hmm. by that, it doesn't mean, you know, everybody's equal in time balance. You know, you got to give and take, but to have a good revenue and a life to enjoy it. Hmm. That is, those are my, my two. I love that. And I think that having that, um, the overall balance in, in thought process, talking about your family and then helping others, something that's above and beyond us, I think is the strongest levels of why, but, um, you know, so many of us struggle to try to, to find what does that mean for us? What is our balance? And mm-hmm. I think that when people look at it, if they're very focused on one side, they're losing something huge on another, whether it's right. health, spirituality, relationships on one side and, you know, financial gain on the other. Um, you know, you, you have to try to find your middle if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And, and I agree with that a hundred percent. So, you know, you mentioned spiritual. So one of the things I, I, I am strong in my faith, sure. uh, but one of the things that I've tried to do more this year that I felt that I needed to, um, to help balance that out is I've actually gotten uh, more involved into my church and doing more okay. and helping more. You know, my wife's always been um, heavily involved with it. And I, you know, uh, I help, but not to the level that I would say that I probably needed to. So I've started to do that more Mm -hmm. and it's honestly, it feels good, you know, to be able to help out in that regard. And, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I'm, whether it be health, family, spirituality, and then, you know, finances, I think Mm -hmm. they're all correlated. Like you said, if you focus too much on one instead of the other, you're, you're lacking somewhere. So I, it's finding a, a good amount of each. 
Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's beautiful. And again, why you've had the success that you had, Shane, is because you're focusing on these things. Not everybody is, and it might seem common, but it's really not. Um, so I, I think that's great advice through and through all the way. But um, so when it comes down to the note of advice, mm-hmm. which this is a crowd pleaser for this particular series, and everybody really wants to know what the Titans are doing or have done to grow, to scale their business. And obviously you'd have a huge laundry list of things for people to grow and scale and do and add to their business. But Shane, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you? Uh, I'd say the two primary are the first be intentional about your calendar and time blocking, which then correlates to priorities because the way I explain it and coach in what I do is Mm -hmm. I have uh, three categories on my uh, time blocking. Okay. Uh, Family and friends, personal time comes first, whether it's church, gym, going out with my wife, being with my kids at their games, whatever that might be. That's first. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, the um, business building things, the, the, the calling, the whatever it might, it's different for everybody. Sure. Facebook messages and then filling in with appointments. Mm. So that would be the first thing. Okay. And the second thing would be to systemize all of that, whether it be with assistance or systems, you know, technologies nowadays, you can do a lot of things, just plug and play. Uh, We have a combination of both. But uh, the assistants give us time. So what I do at this point in time is I manage systems that manage the people. So those would be my two things is uh, systemization and, and time blocking. Okay. And, and brilliant ads into it and huge takeaways. I want to dig a little deeper into that for everybody out there who's yep. watching or listening. Um, and this might be a silly question, Shane. You might get asked this quite a bit. But um, when you're at that point... Mm-hmm. When do you know that it's the right time to leverage someone else's knowledge or time or add a, an assistant, whether it's physical or virtual? When is the right time? Is that a silly question? Um, it's not a silly question. And, and so for me, it was because I made a mistake. Okay. And by that, I meant I, like I forgot to follow up with a lead or forgot to make a phone call, something like that. And so I knew I needed to add someone because I was out of time. Same thing with that person. They made a mistake. I'd add someone else. Now, knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. I feel what I've tell people is if you reach that 8.5 to 9 million in production, you need help. Okay. You don't need like a start a team. You need someone to help answer your calls, help do your paperwork, help mm-hmm. do those things where you're out showing business. Otherwise, you can't ever get away. You can't go on a trip. You can't do anything. So mm-hmm. that would be the number that I, that I tell people now, but again, you make, for me, it was making a mistake. Okay. And, and I love that advice all the way through. I mean, everybody's going to kind of feel that right time frame for them, but I, I like having those numbers that are in line. And, and I mm-hmm. think that that's a, a great, uh, a baseline for everybody to kind of look at and go mm-hmm. through, but, but everybody knows, I mean, it is based off of pain points when it comes yep. down to, it's like, gosh, I, I feel like I'm spread too thin or, or I'm not doing as much as I should be over here the gaps will end up showing and you got to fill them somehow. Right. So I think that's brilliant advice all the way through and through Shane. So I want to shift gears on this and this is the tricky part of this interview and series. Um, it ends up being the challenge question. Now okay. I always lead into it this way with the Titans as we all have struggle. We all have challenge, whether it's personal or professional hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not downplaying that whatsoever, but I'm a firm believer that it's not so much what happens, but what we learn and grow from. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess what we can also share with others too. Yeah. So Shane, if you're comfortable sharing a personal or professional challenge, what's that look like for you? Are we talking now or just in general? Anytime, anytime. Um, you know, for me, the first few years and, uh, two years and even a few years after that, Mm -hmm. I, it's, against that, that, that time, uh, that balance. Um, I struggled with it just like everybody else. Right. Uh, and I remember, um, having a conversation with my wife once mm-hmm. and we were having a disagreement and I'd said, um, you know, I don't understand what the problem is. I'm at all the kid events. I'm always there. Mm-hmm. And she said, what about me? That was, Ouch. that was, uh, yeah, it was, that was, a, yeah, that was yeah. just a punch in the gut. And mm-hmm. what it, let me know. That's when I knew I needed to do something different. That's when I knew I needed to get help. I need to leverage my time more. And, um, that's what I did. Am I perfect on it? No. You know, I still, uh, you know, I do a lot better now, but you know, for the next few years, I still nonstop, it's hard to turn it off. Um, right. Right. So that led to challenges, uh, at home. Yeah. Uh, because I was, not practicing at that time what I was preaching. Ah, that's tough. And I, I know that there's so many people who are watching or listening to this, you know, myself included, where we dive so deep into what we're doing and trying to make a difference with so many people and trying to make a positive impact into this world that sometimes we get pulled away from, I don't want to say what really matters, but something that should be very high on everybody's priority is your family, right. you know, your wife, your, your children, your, your parents, siblings, um, close relationships like that. So the, the the fact of the matter is, is that Shane, I think everybody and anybody who's doing any level of production or really pushing themselves out of their comfort zone has had these conversations. But my takeaway through that, and, and again, just for the reflection on me, hopefully everybody's feeling this too, is you need to just constantly remind yourself like, hey, you know, they're saying something for a reason. Uh, you, you can fix it, right? Just, just try to shift some time around. I mean, that's, that's what you've done and, and, you know, keep going forward. Right? Well, and it, you know, it, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is around that, you know, as at that time I went to around the same time I went to speak to my daughter's uh, seventh grade class okay. about what I do. Yeah. And at the end of it, they get asked questions. My daughter literally grilled me for five minutes why I'm on my phone so much. Wow. And at the, the, my, my son, you know, I try to talk to him and he shushes me and says, I'm on the phone. I'm working. <laughs> He was emulating me, you know, oh, these are all no. happening around the same time. Wow, so Shane. <laughs> what I found at the time and what I know now is there's always going to be opportunity to make more money. Right. My daughter, what, or, you know, I've never missed a dance that she's done, you know, okay. when she was younger. Sure. I, I've never missed those things, mm-hmm. but if I did, they would remember that they wouldn't remember mm-hmm. how much money we made or how much production we did. It'd be that I was gone. Wow. And I didn't want that. So that's, I try to practice that on a daily basis now. And other than being out of town on business or something like that, I, I don't miss events. Wow, Shane. I love that. And that's going to that's gonna hit the heartstrings of so many people watching or listening to this because that's so true. And again, you can do it. There's no excuse. Everybody's busy. Everybody has the same amount of time throughout the day. If this man here can figure it out and work on it, so can everybody else who's watching or listening, period. Yeah, it's uh, a, a prime example, and then we can move on for this. Sure, I had a, sure. is probably let's see, he's nine five years ago. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had someone call and say they wanted to see a property, 
And I told them I had an appointment because they didn't even know what it was. Just know I need to have an appointment. Sure. And they're like, can someone on your team do it? Called everybody. They weren't available. Guy got mad. It's like, fine, I'll call someone else. And he did. And they bought it. Okay. So I had someone ask me, are you mad that you missed out on that? Uh, my response was, I didn't miss out. I invested it into my time. Hmm. What, those, what nobody knew was the appointment I had was my son's four-year-old concert. He only had one four-year-old concert That's that right. he would never have again. So I was not going to miss that. Um, and then that's kind of, that's been my thing ever since I won't let people dictate my time. I think that's brilliant. And going back to what you were, you were going through during the advisory portion, you know, that time blocking and, and really breaking that down. I, I always talk to everybody and the top and producers across the board, they treat those family events as appointments that are not broken. Yep. You think of exactly. that as the, the biggest listing appointment you've ever had in your life times yep. two. And that's what that family appointment is. And, exactly. and not, to, not just your health, right? So if you go to the gym or things like that, or if it's a spiritual time or just meditation time, or those, those appointments, you shouldn't break them. I mean, because yep. you start breaking one, then it starts slipping. And I'm a firm believer that you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Exactly. And I just think that's a beautiful message that you shared there, Shane. So thank you so much for doing it. It's not easy to, uh, to air your stuff out in front of everybody, but hey, uh, I wrote I, a book about it. So um, <laughs> literally I'm an open book. It's out there, everybody. <laughs> it's out there um, on Amazon. Uh, so let's go into um, the next question. Let's go to a softer yeah. uh, part of this. And this is actually yeah. my favorite question throughout the, yeah. the series. It's the travel back in time question. Yep. So if you could go back in time, Shane, and mm -hmm. give your younger self a piece of advice or two, and now this is any age range, this is mm -hmm. any time frame. it could be personal, professional, it could be funny, what would you say to young Shane? Um, that's, that's a, I don't know, that's actually a good question, you know, I sometimes I think that, uh, you know, I almost got my real estate license when I was 22, but my boss at the time talked me out of it. His family owned a, a brokerage and he basically scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I sometimes think, well, maybe I should have got into it sooner. So maybe I tell myself to go ahead and take that leap. But then I don't think I would have learned everything that I've and done what I've done to this point. Sure. Um, I think I would have taken a lot of things for granted because that was back when the, you know, all you had to do is put a sign in the yard and uh, things would sell. You know, I got wow. it in 2009 when everything was going downhill and everyone was getting out of business. Right. Um, so, you know, it could be in regards to that. Or when I did have my home building and framing company, mm -hmm. you know, when I first set out, I always said I was going to be conservative. I was going to do one or two things at a time and I was mm -hmm. going to be smart about it. I was not. The first few, um, I, uh, I, the first few I did were great. So I got, I started doing more and more mm -hmm. money was flowing from banks and we were young. We didn't save. So, you know, save money, not buy. one of the dumbest things I ever did was walk into a local Ford dealer and order a hundred thousand dollars of brand new trucks. And I wrecked mine up four months later. Wow. Shane. So, um, yes. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that I would change anything because right. I, I, I led me to where I am now, but I would say it would be one of those two things. Okay. Well, but that, the, I love that question in particular and your answers to it because we don't have a time machine. We can't go back and change anything. And I agree with what you're saying. Everything we went through positive or negative in our lives and the decision we made led us to where we are and who we are and what we've done so far. But why I like that question is anybody who's watching or listening to this, myself included, you can look at it and say, 
hey, if I decide to be more conservative through this decision and I start making a lot of money, don't go blow it. Save mm-hmm. it, right? So I t- that's a takeaway. And anybody can use that right. and going through it. And then, hey, maybe I should have gotten my license earlier. Well, you're right about your time frame in your 20s, and it probably wouldn't have been the best decision for you at that time. But if right. someone's out there watching or listening to this, it's like, you know, maybe now is the right time for you. And do you want to be the person who says, you know what, I wish I did that 10 years ago? Uh, right. So I love that question. You know, I did just think of what I would say. Oh, here I, we go. This is great. I would tell myself to spend more time with my grandparents. Hmm. I had many opportunities to spend with my grandparents. I chose not to because whether it be for parties or football or whatever. Hmm. And before I could, it was too late. Oh, gosh. So that's, that's what I would do. And, you know, Shane, saying that is so beautiful to me because going back to our, you know, prior thought process of this conversation, the family and the relationships and everybody's close to us, the, the most important thing, like you said, money will come, you know, it'll come back. You can't get that time back from, from others and, and especially those very close relationships as far as family. Right. Uh, so for me, the takeaways, very specific to everybody out there with what we already said, but that family, spend time with your family, listen to what Shane's saying, right? So if he could go back and say, spend more time with your grandparents, spend time with your siblings, spend time with your parents, spend time with your grandparents, your kids, the people you love, I, I th- you're never going to get that back. So right. yeah, no, that, that's a beautiful ad, Shane, all the way through and through. And not just for everybody out there, myself included, I think that's great stuff. I want to, I want to move on to um, one of the crowd pleasers for this mm-hmm. uh, particular show and series, Shane, we're, we're almost getting there, um, is the feeding of the mind question. Mm-hmm. So, so many professionals and producers, whether they're young, old, male, female, new season, into this business, they want to learn from the Titans and how they're feeding their minds, uh, you know, how they're really growing intellectually that way in so many different ways. So I always lead into it with books you're reading or have read that have influenced you, uh, podcasts you're listening to, uh, mm-hmm. influencers or coaches on social media. How are you feeding yep. your mind? Yep. So, um, so I, I, all the above, um, okay. I've got books that I've, I just finished one, uh, this morning. Um, uh, it's actually, um, shut up and listen by, okay. uh, Tillman. Uh, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, but Fertita. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, that's do, right. You know who that is? Yeah. We'll put yeah, it, yeah. we'll put it in the comments. Yeah. Double. So we'll he's, he's, uh, owns like 400 some restaurants, owns the, uh, Houston Rockets, hmm. uh, like Golden Nugget. I mean, uh, just crazy success stories. So that was a good one. Hmm. Um, I like uh, Ryan Blair's uh, Rock Bottom to Rock Star. Okay. Um, anything Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. um, uh, book wise. So there, there's just a lot of different ones that I listen to. I, I will go on record and say that I, I do all ebooks. When I try to read, I fall okay. asleep. So, <laughs> and <laughs> I take great. forever and it's hard for me to retain unless I listen to it. I do, yeah. um, I do listen to Bible verse usually every morning. Okay. Um, podcast, uh, GSD mode, Joshua Smith. Oh yeah. Great um, one. obviously yours, uh, Grant, again, Grant Cardone, uh, uh, Gary Vanderchuk. Um, I like Joe Rogan's. I listen yeah. to his quite a bit. Um, sure. value tainment. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Uh, I'm not, That's I'm a not. really good one. He's, okay. he's different, uh, a successful, uh, insurance, um, uh, business owner, but he interviews like 
athletes and mafia people and <laughs> business owners. And, uh, That's but great. then, um, uh, a lot of who I've surrounded myself with this at this point started with, uh, jo- watching Joshua Smith's podcast. Okay. But then John Cheplak and following John Cheplak. Wow, and okay. so, you know, I've, I actually personally coached with John for a while hmm. and, and, you know, he's just saw him here recently, spoke to the Remax broker owner in Hawaii uh, last month. So um, wow. uh, anybody who I've connected with around him, just they're all uplifting and motivating. So. Okay. And, and I love that huge list. And the, and the fact that you mentioned Shane, which is, I think is beautiful is the way that you're consuming the information. There's not one right or wrong way to do it, whether you're watching videos, you're listening to audio books or podcasts, or you're physically reading it. However, you can get that material in, but just constantly learning and growing. I do want to mention your podcast. So for all the the, uh, viewers and and listeners out there, uh, so you're starting your podcast. Tell everybody a little bit about that and kind of go from there. Yep. So uh, it's very similar to what we're doing here. I just interview people. I wanted to start with my three partners in my real estate broke in our real estate brokerage because they all have excellent stories. Um, Most recently, uh, I had on my, one of my partners who actually was born in a refugee camp wow. and his parents came to Iowa um, to escape uh, their country because of, you know, war and his dad, they were targeting uh, prominent leaders and his dad was a leader. Hmm. And so from essentially from refugee camp to successful business owner, Um, so that's, so he's who I talk to. I have, we have so many stories like that just within our company alone. Um, so that's where I was starting with that. But again, talking with influencers and people who have done, uh, big things in their world. So. Love it. Huge. And and I think that, um, you know, I'm a little bit biased towards that setup, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's so wonderful when we can share other stories and, and insight and inspiration. I mean, so I, I think it's great. Well, people, they have to know that we're real and we have backgrounds. We all come from places of starting. We've all had struggles, um, you know, like, you know, with mine and my chapter seven and we all have issues, if you will. Everybody. And so I think it's helpful for people to know that, know that they can succeed mm-hmm. uh, and get past it. Wow. Yeah. I think it's great. So name of the podcast, uh, where you want everybody to go listen to it. Road, road to 20 million. Love it. Perfect. iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast. Yeah. It's all all of them. Okay. Yeah. It's on all of them. Awesome. Love it. So everybody subscribe to that. Stay tuned into more beautiful information from Shane. Shane, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and doing this. I know you're a super busy guy. It's been awesome. I want to wrap everything up with a final question. Yep. This ends up being a quote or mm-hmm. mantra that you live by that sums you up as a man, as a professional, what's that look like for you? Oh man, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, there's so many, you know, and I get, I just got asked this here recently too. And I had to quote my wife cause I couldn't remember what I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, and that one I said, don't stoop to stupid. Um, that's a great one. <laughs> that's, that's my, 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 my wife told my kids once. I love it. So, um, you know, that's a tough one. Um, mantra, man, I don't know. I haven't really thought about something that could sum up me in a quote. 
Um, I, you know what? I, I tell everyone always I'm a wolf of what not to do. So okay. um, <laughs> yeah. if you want to avoid mistakes, you, I can tell you how to do that because I've made quite a few. I love that though. Shane. I mean, it's, it's so honest and genuine and, and, and truthful to who you are as a man and learning and growing and just with a, a beautiful reputation in the community. And um, I, I think that's fantastic. If, if you have anything else, Shane, let me know. I'll put it down in the comments below, but yeah. that's beautiful. I think that's perfect. Yeah, we'll go with that. No, that I love it all the way through and through, but uh, Shane, I can't thank you enough again. You are an official real estate Titan, my friends. So thanks thank for having me. Um, and everybody it. out there, thank you so much as always for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing, hit the Real Estate Titans. Please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. <laughs>